Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Summer Clean Slate. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Oh, my friend, this is exciting, Hal. We did it. We're we in the, did it. In the same room. I know. Look at this. It feels weird. We're, like, looking at each other. I know. And I can't, like, click, you know, mute. On me? No, on myself. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, you know, I can't – if I lean away and cough, you're going to see it. I can see you the whole time. This is real jarring. Nobody pick anybody's nose. No, no. Yeah, it's so nice to be – I'm just going to – before we get started on the thing – I've been looking forward to this all week. We are yes. back in the same room. Me too. Recording the show together. This is awesome. This is great. So we're going to do a two-parter. Yes. That's right. We're doing a massive summer clean slate. This is massive summer clean slate part one. Yeah. So we are going to dive into some of these topics that were given to us by the Facebook group over the last few days. Thank you for that. Yes. And Ken Plume for starting the thread. This was Ken Plume's idea. Ken, you're a genius. He did it again. He did it again. And this he's is the first one. time he's been able to, because every time we record a little mm-hmm. inside baseball, we're on a Zoom call. Yeah. Or we have been for the last year plus. And Ken has been on that call as well. He's the one who's recording that Zoom call. So mm-hmm. he goes and does whatever he needs to. He doesn't necessarily need to listen in, but oftentimes I think he's monitoring it. But today he gets a day off, which yeah. means he gets to work on one of the other 1800 projects. Right. Except Ken doesn't get days off. He's working no. on the book right now. No days off. Yeah. That's right. Well, all of the things that we will talk about in this episode will then be a surprise to Ken when he tries to edit it as we talk over one another Altman style <laughs> for this whole thing. There's going to be, it's a lot easier when we're in isolated rooms. That's right. For him to edit it down and make it sound nice, but nope, I'm just going to, I'm going to pull a mammoth and just subtly mutter swears underneath everything you say. <laughs> Welcome to Speed the Plow, the podcast. <laughs> Speed the pod, right? Yeah. You just change what some word in the title of your show to pod mm-hmm. i have pod and treasure there's pod save america it's just yeah no we pod this yeah this is the new name of this we show. pod this <laughs> all right let's jump right in we've got some summer topics to discuss uh let's start at the very beginning of this list that is in front of us we have rod morrow yes asks what is the best dive off a diving board he adds a little bit of flavor into it with and why is it the cannonball sure we don't know that it's the cannonball we don't we have to determine what's your diving board technique hal i think cannonball has its place sure but i'm not a huge ca- like i'll do it sometimes i like to try to dive in if it's off a diving mm-hmm. board i try to do like the hands together and go in sure. so that i can feel like i'm of the water <laughs> like oh he's really good at that and that's what goes through my head is somebody's gonna see it and go like he's a pretty good Wow. Person off a diving board. Look at that. I was not expecting that from him. To look at him, you wouldn't think <laughs> that's, he knows That's boards. all you want out of a diving board is to shatter expectations. I just want someone to tell me I'm good. Hal. Yeah, say, oh, you're good at that. That's all I want my whole life, dad. <laughs> yeah, Bill. <laughs> what about you? I'm a big fan of the stand backwards on the diving board. Go to the end of the diving board and then turn around and do the arcing backwards dive into the pool because i think it's a fun Mm -hmm. it's a fun i can't see what's happening trust moment what are you trusting that the water will be there and that i won't overdo my turn that like no 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 
I know my body will know what to do. I will get there. What? Why are you laughing at me? You're you're just lying at me like, I know there's not an elephant drinking out of this pool right now. Yeah, I sure hope there is. Look, it's like Orpheus and Eurydice, though. If I look, then there will be an elephant drinking out of the pool. (laughs) You just have to take a leap of faith. Exactly. And so I like that leap of faith element to it. It's fun. Uh, Let me ask you this. Do you like a uh, a high dive or a low dive? I don't think I've done a lot of high dive. I don't. I do not like heights, but I Mm -hmm. would do a high dive just to have done it once. And I would be shaking the whole way up. Mm-hmm. I'd be shaking up to doing it, and then I would do it, and then that's it. I jumped I off a, a little dive. mini cliff in Hawaii when we were – Jennifer and I were on vacation a few years ago, and they had like a little cliff you could jump off of. It wasn't that high. It was like, mm-hmm. I don't know, 10 feet. But well, still, that's a story. Yeah, I did it. Felt, it's a tale, and it's also it. a story. Yeah. I like that. When I was doing the Waterworld show, the very brief moment I did it, I may have told you this story before, our very first rehearsal, it's like five in the morning, and we were told, okay, you can't be afraid of water or heights to do this show. So even though not everybody does it, everybody at the first day of rehearsal is going to go up to the absolute highest dive off of this thing. And we're all going to jump into the water from the highest point. Yeah. How high is it? 60 feet. And how big is the pool? Uh, millions of gallons. It's big. So, yeah. Do you have to jump off a certain way? Well, uh, yes. You go feet first and you're wearing shoes. If you keep your feet flat in these sneakers, basically they're like waterproof sneakers with tread on the bottom, it's not bad at all. You're, there's no part of you that's like smacking the water hard. Okay. And then uh, in that particular show, once you go underwater, it's kind of cool. There are glow tape wrapped handholds because you can't come up and surface. Once you fall into the water in the big climax at the end, the theory is your character is dead, right? You're gone. It's an action show. So you go into the water, open your eyes, try to find those glowing handles, and then you can just pull yourself along underwater as opposed to actually having to try to swim it, which is really, really fun. That feels different than like a, yeah, just like off the side of the pool. I prefer the diving board to off the side of the pool, though. Yes? Oh, yeah, yeah. I want a diving board. Please. Give me a diving board. But I think, I don't know, it feels like I may I may not be in the spirit of the question exactly. Okay. Because the spirit of the question is, you know, poolside. But the actual question is, best dive off a diving board. Yes. So there, that is quantifiable. It is an Olympic event. That's true. So whichever one won the gold... <laughs> <laughs> but this is summertime. That's the best dive off a diving board. Off a board. diving, sure, of course. At any given four-year period, mm-hmm. that becomes the number one dive. But if you're in a, a backyard pool situation and you're going to jump off the diving board, you yeah. do the back dive. I do a regular dive. But I do have to – I mean, I, I, I want to not say cannonball because Rod gave us the – and why is yeah. it the cannonball? But the cannonball is a good contender because everybody can do one. Yes. It is also the only one that you, Babe Ruth, call it before you do it. <laughs> That's true. You say you it out loud. I mean? Nobody yells, dive, and then just dives. But if you're going to do a cannonball, you yell cannonball because your job is not to look beautiful. Your job is to get everyone around the pool drenched. Sure. That's your warning for That's, people yeah. to get out of the area because this is the most – I'm creating inconvenience for everybody around me, potentially. Some people think it's – I don't care if I yeah. get a little wet. I'm by the pool. Yeah, but you're, you're sitting by a pool. What am I doing here? Exactly. I go to a pool to get wet. I go to a pool to read. 
Just my summer beach reads. Sure. You know. The Louis L'Amour novel you're exactly. working with. Just chip it away at it. You love those epic westerns. I do. I do. Any book that has a Remington cover, <laughs> I am in for. I call them my peck books because they're great pecks on every cover. They're great. I love them. Uh, that, it's the cannonball because everyone can do it. I think it's the cannonball. And because you call it out. That's why. Yeah. Asked and answered. Asked and answered. We have another one from Rod. Okay. And that is best summer shoe, low top chucks, or vans. This is very easy. You think? Yes. Do you want to know why it's Vans? Because <laughs> there's no laces. No, no, no. Vans have laces. Vans I guess like I'm thinking of the shoes. slip-on, uh, the oh, slip-on the checkerboard slip-on vans. shoes. Oh, that's true. Oh, if they're both canvas shoes, the answer is just take sandpaper to your heel and the side <laughs> of your foot. Just do that instead. Chucks have the little hole, though. Vans don't get the air that Chucks get. That's true. They have that little metal rivet around there to get little holes cut in your foot. Yeah. Do you wear socks with Chucks? I wear those no-show socks. Well, if I have to wear socks, I'll wear the no-shows. I can't do sneakers without socks, man. I get so paranoid about my feet I can't either. Well, they will. They'll smell. It'll absorb everything. Yeah. It's really bad. I just looked over at my shoes. I wear (laughs) – I generally – like if I'm taking – if I'm going down the hall to throw the trash out or if I'm going down to get the mail, then I'll just slip them on. Mm -hmm. But generally, you have to wear socks. Yeah. With your shoe. But why do you say it's Vans? Because they come in Tripoli? Well, because the Vans I had, well, probably that. No, the Vans, the skates, it's hard to get them in wide size. When you have big, wide flippers like I do, it's very <laughs> hard. To, the fact that I have a pair of Nike, we have the same shoes. We do, because it's the Nike fact. that comes in wide. Exactly. The yeah. only Nike that comes in wide. We have the same Nike sneaker, and that's just so that we're not those dudes in the wide New Balances. Yeah. People make fun of New Balance shoes. There was that SNL sketch, <laughs> the khakis and New Balance. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Those are the only shoes that generally come in wide sizes. Yeah. Do you want to mock us for having wide feet? Is yeah. that the joke that we're wearing, that we're dads, all dads have wide feet? Yeah, don't you foot shame me. Stop it. I like Vans. I just think Vans are a little more stylish. You get a lot more variety. Yeah. Even if you're doing the canvas, you got like the checkerboard, you got solids. And Vans feel like summertime to yeah. me. You know what I mean? Chucks feel like the everyday, every man shoe. And I love a pair of Chucks, man. Black Chucks are the official shoe of improvisers. That's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are improv shoes. And theater techs. And th- exactly. Unless you have like the big uh, – well, actually, that's more like um, – not sketchers. Dockers. Black dockers. Oh, that's the yeah, – you, that's your theater you have to have shoe. black heavy shoes. Yeah, you can't – I mean – I had – Wouldn't I you had get in trouble chuck. for wearing chucks on crew because they have the white toe and the white I, accent? I tape mine off. You tape them off and then you're more comfortable. Oh, my gosh. It's so like high school theater style. I love it. One time during a production of The Snow Queen at the Arden Theater, I was an assistant stage manager because I was, I was an apprentice at the theater. Everybody had to assistant stage manage. That was my show. And there was this big rolling flat – that had fabric on it. It was two levels. So they would, one of the actors would hide inside of it. Mm-hmm. And during the show, that actor had cut his hand, one of the leads. So he was in there bleeding. And I had to, during the performance, sneak in unseen to the back of the flat to deliver a Band-Aid. <laughs> so I became, was training you for all those years working for David Copperfield. Yeah. <laughs> I was the yeah. backstage ninja. That was my nickname. Ooh. They would get in and out. I like that. being seen. Well, now you're the front of house ninja, my friend. Thank you. You're the onstage ninja. I'm an onstage ninja, and the answer is Vans. That's correct. Asked and answered. Asked and answered. Dave Hoffman. I wonder if it's the same Dave Hoffman that I went to elementary school with who was the only kid in our school with a flat top, like a real <laughs> flat top. Like, I think his parents were military. Yeah. Like, from the time we were real, I was fascinated with this kid's hair. It was like a perfect, like, it goes up, like, perfect <laughs> R. Lee, Ermy, mm-hmm. like, flat top. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'd never seen anything like it. I wonder if he still has it. It was amazing. I wonder if he went into the military, if he went into the family business. No, probably. He had the hair for it. Dave Hoffman asked, while we're talking about shoes, yes. flip-flops, toe thong or no? I don't understand the premise of the question because it, doesn't the flip-flop always have the toe thong? Yeah, yeah. flip-flops do have the toe or like thong. The, 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 are you thinking of like the shower shoe, the Adidas shower shoes? The slides. Those are slides. And then you have like... Tevas, you have Birkenstocks, you have different. Those aren't flip flops. Those are sandals. Those yeah. are sandals. So, if you don't have a toe thong, then you're just wearing your, your shower flops. shoes from freshman year. Yeah, or you've just taped some rubber to your foot. <laughs> and you're like a Mayan. <laughs> and if you're a Mayan, why is that what you're taking from culture instead of chocolate, people? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Yeah, of course it has to have a toe. Thong. Or also, they're aliens in their calendar. <laughs> Look, man. Ancient astronaut theorists say, well, this, I this know, is your dad this talking. is my dad talking. Oh, man, I can't wait for another alien con. Now that the world is reopening. <laughs> yeah, that dude with the five head is going to have another alien con that you can go to <laughs> with your dad. Oh. The guy I only know from meme pictures, but, I, but I'm aware that <laughs> there's a world that I'm not a part of where he is a major celebrity who would get stopped on the streets of Roswell or wherever. Yeah. Wherever he's hanging out looking for aliens. Are you talking about uh, George, the crazy hair guy? Sure. Yeah, that's the yeah. Guy. my dad took down family pictures and put up a picture of the two of them <laughs> that he got at that con. <laughs> yeah, you don't think I'm a little sore about him taking down the family portrait and putting Eric Von Daniken up <laughs> in the prime spot on the wall? Got the got the salon setting right in his office. Like, what happened? Didn't this used to be pictures of us, your family, enjoying themselves? Why is Linda Moulton Howe up there? Oh, the lady from Art Bell is on your wall. Where are your kids? <laughs> oh, maybe you should go find some aliens. I do. I want to go to Cusco. Cusco? Right? Yeah. What's that? Where it's the, oh man, is let's go down that rabbit are? hole. It's in Peru, the Nazca lines. It's where the, it's where the aliens landed thousands of years ago. Oh, okay, sure. Mm -hmm. And some might still be there. Hiding out like Nazis there. in Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> they think, walk among us. To me, that is where I think the differentiation, where my belief in the possibility of it stops, which is that some of the people are like, Guys, this planet's billions of years old. There are chances that at some point some life showed up and maybe left a trace of it. Yeah. That's me. I'm like, you know what? That sounds plausible. And then the people are like, no, they are here now. And I know a pilot who saw three of them. Here he is. I'm like, okay, now I'm out. <laughs> They're hiding out. That's why there's a couple mm -hmm. somewhere in Cusco that's like, honey, have you ever noticed that our dentist um, – <laughs> Has four hands. <laughs> I just thought that he had an assistant. My eyes are usually close because that lights on me. That's and true. And don't try putting a picture on the ceiling. And why is he working on our teeth while we're on our stomachs? <laughs> Seems like an odd way to check us out. Yeah. You know what? Usually when you go to the teeth, you do it from the north end because mm -hmm. they're closer to that end. Yeah. But he's insisting. The first time I just said, well, I'm not the expert. <laughs> Does your dentist have a picture on the ceiling? No. My dentist has, and I love them. It's hilarious. They have a light box on the ceiling that looks like if you were laying on the ground under a tree in the autumn looking up at the branches. And I think, come on, guys, you aren't fooling anyone. Yeah, we all I know, know I'm in a dentist's office. The, the gentle crush of dead leaves under yeah. feet and I'm not the sound <laughs> of a squirrel gathering up branches and then they'll Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Listen to that murmuring brook. 
<sighs> I got so I got to say that on this question, it feels like on a technicality, I got to go with the toe thong for the flip flops because yeah, think about this: if you don't have that toe thong, right? If you are wearing a pair of sandals like that, and that toe thong, you realize that that toe thong is the most important part of the shoe. Yep. When, like in the Jimmy Buffett song, you blow out your flip flop. Which one is that? Cheeseburger in Paradise? Uh, that is Margaritaville. Oh, sure. Namesake of the now classic Michelin star, I assume, restaurant. I went to the one in Vegas. I did an event there mm-hmm. for Semantic back in the day. And mm-hmm. have you ever been to that Margaritaville? No. In the Vegas Margaritaville? The Vegas Margaritaville. No. That, that is the feels most Margaritaville like- <laughs> outside of Cancun or wherever. It's more Margaritaville. You know, it's not more tropical than the ones in the tropics, but it's definitely more Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville yeah. than anything you'll find in the islands. This Margaritaville had a big, maybe they all do, had a big slide that went into like a pool. For people? I think that- I Or think, for like the garnishes. I think someone on the staff would go on this big slide and then wind up in the pool. And that it was like, like everybody was like, the definition of a party is this. And all like the establishing shot of a party is this. Yeah, exactly. Every eighties college party had like, we, we took some trash bags and we have it running into a barrel (laughs) filled with water. This is going to be, this is how we cut loose. But I I spent all my time trying to convince the staff there. I was like, you know, it'd be a really great ending to this event would be if I got on the slide and I slid into the liquid. Because that was all I wanted to do. Did they? Slide. Did you do it? The slide. No, they didn't let me. Because it was because you were miked. Yes. Like this was a great event. <laughs> that's why I didn't do it. So yeah, I got to go with uh, toe thong on the flip flop. Yep. That's asked to an answer. Asked an answer. Dave let's, has another one for us. You want to hop around? No, I'm going straight down. Okay. Or do you want to? Let's, let's hop around. around. No, no, no. Because some around. people then they get to be in both episodes. Oh, that's Doc, true. Doctor Dave. Dr. Dave. Dr. Dave Hoffman. All right. Well, you will be back. We'll return. It's right. like the end of a Marvel film. Ooh, that's right. Doc- Dr. Dave will return. Will return in Flat Top Dave. and the Wasp. Let's go-, <laughs> Let's go to Travis Holland, who asks, best ice cream truck song. So, obviously, some of these songs are highly problematic. Uh, Yeah, I don't. Turkey in the Straw. You don't want Turkey in the Straw. Because they have the one that. Yeah, that's not that one. Oh, no. Why is Turkey in the Straw problematic? It's, it's a, look it up. We're, we're not gonna, we, won't defi- we won't dive into that here. That's but fair. I encourage everybody, if you're asking that same question, it's worth yeah. a little bit of research. It won't be hard to find. I imagine that I would be uh, surprised, not necessarily shocked, but dismayed by how many identifiable tunes come from the world of minstrelsy. Exactly. Is my guess. Oh, that's rough. I didn't know that. So do, I think it, think in light of that, there is a classic ice cream truck song. Do you have, what I, when I think of the ice cream truck, uh-huh. when you think of the ice cream truck coming, you, you hear it, you said that Doppler effect, it's sort of, mm-hmm. the pitch is going up as it gets closer. Well, Turkey in the Straw was always the one that I knew growing up. Was there another, there was We're not gro- another no, one? Actually not growing up because we didn't really have them where I'm from. Oh, you did But in Chicago and New York and Los Angeles when I see them. Yeah, because Knoxville, it's pretty suburban. Like they're, the, if I was like way out in the spread out suburbs driving mm-hmm. an ice cream truck, I'm going to make less money than if I am in a packed New York street. Sure. That's true. We didn't, but have, I um, did hear one the other day that I loved. What'd you hear? I heard it was, uh, in Washington DC. I was on the national mall last week, yeah. uh, visiting with family and from a mile away, they had this turned way up and I didn't mind it because it's a delightful tune. It's a small world. And not a problematic tune. The opposite of a problematic tune. Written by the world's nicest man about all of the people of the world getting along. Yeah, that's, that is a good one. 
What is, uh, what's the one that you have in mind? I always think of, and I think the one that I heard as a kid, cause I grew up my first several years in Northeast Philadelphia. So I was, mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes, in the city where we did have ice cream trucks come. Mm-hmm. In fact, that was how I learned that when your parents give you a dollar to go get ice cream and the ice mm-hmm. cream truck doesn't come, that you should bring the dollar back to them and not tear it up and throw it in the gutter. Not, a, and I wasn't angry. <laughs> I was just young and didn't understand. How well, it this is useless now. <laughs> exactly. You thought it was like, you thought it was an ice cream coupon. That's exactly. I didn't understand what the value of money was. I think I was like three or four. Mm-hmm. I was young. And that was how I reacted. I was like, oh, well, this dollar can only be redeemed <laughs> for ice cream in the next five minutes. Oh. And if that truck's not coming. Oh, I love that. A sad on it's, the was it, it's, it's, If it was like a Briar's Bucks, that would make sense. But yeah. this was legal tender was with George, George Washington. Yes, he yeah. was right on there. But at least it wasn't at Franklin. That's true. Oh, that would have been really bad. And also – a terrible ice cream truck. Yeah. And also, uh, terrible parenting. If you are so illiterate financially that you think that that dollar only works for food trucks, uh, or ice cream trucks, <laughs> then do not give that kid a hundred dollar bill. Yeah. This isn't an issue of Richie Rich. Yeah. <laughs> but the song for that truck was. That's, that's like the ice cream truck song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's the Mr. Tasty. It might have, might I think that's the, I think that's the, I think that's the official ice cream truck song. That's it. That's the official ice cream truck song. It's the best one. There is, they, there are some though that have like, instead of just the melody, it, now they have like a, like a super basic drum beat under some of them. I'm like, what? what kind of fancy car do you have that, that you've got drums now involved? This is an ice cream truck. Yeah. Not an episode of Blue's Clues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go find the ice cream. I didn't never watched Blue's Clues. That's fair. I know there was a dog involved. There was. What would be the worst possible song for an ice cream truck? Um, ooh, the Jaws theme. <laughs> dun, dun. Wait, oh my God. Is that, I don't know if it's ice cream or if it's a shark. Because I really want some Rocky Road right now, but I'm nervous that it might not be Rocky Road and might in fact be a hammerhead. Dun, 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 Ice cream, Graham. Well, Mr. Tasty is the correct answer that is asked and answered. EJ Salazar asks, seedless watermelon or watermelon with seeds? Seedless watermelon. Yeah, of course. It's seedless watermelon. Yeah, they fixed watermelon. That's exactly. Somebody went through all that time to genetically modify a watermelon to perfection. Now I want a watermelon. I know, me too. I wish I had one here. Hey, while we're talking about watermelon, can I just jump right ahead to another watermelon-based one? Yeah, go ahead. Do you put salt on it? I have. I put that on it. I put the, what, tahine? Is that the other one? Oh, yeah. I never thought about putting tahine or whatever. Tajin. We always just put a little bit of salt on it because yeah. it makes it taste more watermelony. It's, yeah, it's fine. I, watermelon's so hit or miss sometimes. Sometimes yeah. you get the one that has no flavor and then the salt's going to make it worse. Yeah. So on super sweet watermelon, I would do it. But in general, I don't. I like it as is. I just <laughs> devour it. Did Jen give you the – did you put salt on it before uh, you got married to Jen? No. I'm sure she – It's a very much a southern She tried thing, it think, and, yeah. and then convinced me to do it. I don't know if she does it regularly. Maybe. We haven't had watermelon for a while. It's been so long since we've had watermelon, Mark. I'm sorry, buddy. Do you want to go get a watermelon right now? Yeah. Let's call it watermelon. Which, by the way, when you're a kid, that's kind of how it always comes out. Watermelon. Can I get a watermelon? How do you eat a Watermelon. What's your tech? Uh, this is actually another one. Oh, it's another from question. Nick Wester. All right. So Nick Wester, I'll answer this for you. I like it chunked. 
Yeah. I like a chunk. I like to eat it with a fork. I get it's fun to eat the wedges, but -hmm. then you wind up eating – you're trying to get all of the meat of the fruit off of the rind, and you wind up biting into the rind, and that's not a pleasant experience. Yeah, cut into cubes with like a skewer or a big toothpick just to pick it up. But I don't think that's the best way to eat watermelon. No? What do you think I think I have – I think I can convince you of this. Ooh. I think I have the correct way to eat watermelon. Okay. Not the correct way to eat watermelon. This says best way. The best way. To eat watermelon. All right. Contest style. The best way to eat watermelon is with your hands behind your back, a <laughs> bunch of your buddies sitting at a picnic table, and a big old wedge of watermelon in front of you. Nobody can use their hands. And whoever gets it down to the rind first. Have you ever done a watermelon eating contest? No, I've never done it a watermelon eating contest. It is fun. <laughs> oh, it's so fun. You have to do it on a pool party, though, sure. because you're so gross and sticky after you just immediately jump in the pool and let the chlorine take care of it. Hmm. I and think I the best it. way to eat watermelon is contest. Okay. I'll, I'll buy it. <laughs> That's the best way to eat watermelon. Asked and answered. Yeah. Let's take a break. Let's do it. We'll take a watermelon break. Let's take a watermelon break. Everybody else, you take your watermelon break. Actually, you listen while you eat your watermelon. You can enjoy hearing about some of the fine Max Fun shows that are available for you to listen to and maybe something else. Who knows? We'll be right back. Watermelon salt. Hi. In 2021, it's finally okay to talk about our mental health. And that's why we're excited to be sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions. They'll match you with a therapist in under 48 hours, and it's easy to change therapists if needed. Remember, you don't need a traumatic event to benefit from therapy. Maybe you're feeling anxious or depressed, or your stress feels like it's too much to manage. Get some tools to cope and just make life a little bit easier. I've benefited from therapy all throughout my life, and I can't say enough about how important it is, especially after the past year we've had. It's worth trying. Plus, BetterHelp is way more affordable than in-person therapy. So see if it's for you. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and we got this listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash we got this. That's betterhelp.com slash we got this. Hi, everybody. My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. We're both doctors. and Nope, just me. Okay, well, Sydney's a doctor, and I'm a medical enthusiast, and we create Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. Every week, I dig through the annals of medical history to bring you the wildest, grossest, sometimes dumbest tales of ways we've tried to treat people throughout history. Now, lately, we do a lot of modern fake medicine. Because everything's a disaster, but it's slightly less of a disaster every Friday, right here on MaximumFun.org, as we bring you Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. And remember, don't drill a hole in your head. We are back. That was good watermelon. That was really good. I really want to quote Stanley Spadowski right now. Go ahead. Do you remember that line? Uh, Remind me. In UHF, he is lying about the watermelon he's eating. And Michael Richards as Stanley Spadowski goes, this is a really good watermelon. Tastes like poop. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the lowest of brows for this episode of the show. Now, I feel like Millie, Fred Nanny's daughter, who will just anytime she's near a microphone goes poopy. And it's still funny. I, she's had like this has just been a running joke for like two years, which is. 
a giant percentage of her life. That's right. She is the child of two comedians. That's true. So she does it with impeccable timing as well. And she's really smart. So I hope that Mm -hmm. uh, when she delivers the valedictorian address that she just gets in the mic and the first thing she says, or the only thing she says. That's it. Poopy. And And then then goes and sits down. Then throw your mortarboard in the air. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we called it here if it happens. That's right. All right. What do you want to talk about now? Let's talk about – I got one from from Jeffy Baby, otherwise known as Jeff Babby, music teacher Jeff Babby, our Connecticut music teacher friend, a That's delightful right. gentleman that we yes. got to chat with the other day. Jeff asks, best person attached to a rope attached to a boat activity. <laughs> Some examples of that would be water skiing, parasailing, tubing. There's the banana boat. Sure. Everybody sits on the boat. Then there's the one where you're like on a – you're on a tube. Well, no, that is the tubing. Mm-hmm. The tubing, you're actually on your stomach mm-hmm. holding on to it. That is the worst one. Not necessarily. Let me pitch why I think it's the worst one. Okay. Because the time that I did it, the person driving the boat was like, let's jump our own wake. Oh, yeah. We're going to take you over the wake. So I go up over the wake, and then I came down, and my body was like. Oh. Now, I was young enough that I didn't break anything, but I had a sore back for a while. Yeah. And it seemed to me like I'd rather be sitting in this. I want my butt to go in the hole of the tube. I don't want to be laying across it. It's not um, supporting me. Really. You can do that. Yeah, there's I, there's multiple ways to do that version because the rope is attached to the tube. Yes. As opposed to like in water skiing, you have the skis on your feet and you're holding on to the rope. Yeah. I think that could be a delineation we can make is there are a couple of them where there is a, a bit of skill involved in that you are the one holding on to the rope mm-hmm. and either your feet are attached to skis or your knees are attached to a kneeboard. Have you ever been kneeboarding? I've seen that. Kneeboarding same, is so fun. That same trip, I saw somebody kneeboard and I was like, they're strapped into that at their knees. Mm-hmm. So there's no escape from it. Yeah. Yes, you can let go. I immediately go to the thing's dragging you off a jump and you let yeah. go and just rock it into a tree. <laughs> You're just going to no, keep going. Yeah, you go to the moon. You go, ah, yeah. oh, the no. Galaxy. The first ever kneeboarder is still somewhere. <laughs> they passed Voyager last week. <laughs> it's a good thing that they brought that golden record with them when they went kneeboarding. <laughs> they brought a copy with them just in case. <laughs> they didn't know back then. Yeah. And they learned that it could happen. I love all of these. I grew up doing this stuff. Our theater teacher in high school also was an expert kneeboarder not kneeboarder a water skier okay so he we would go out on his because you know in tennessee there's lakes and you know a couple people have little you know speed boats nothing fancy but like you know they get pretty fast and you can tie a rope to the back and he had um a bite plate that was kind of cool so on the rope, mm-hmm. at one point I was water skiing just by holding down my mouth on a bite plate. No. So my hands weren't attached. It's like the flashy stuff. Yes, I um, get it. <laughs> but he was the one that and he had like the boom pole off the side so you could learn how to pull yourself up on water skis. It was a lot of fun. He actually took a bunch of us out and he was like, oh, if you guys want to actually learn how to water ski, that was really, really fun and oh, cool. Boy. Weren't the 80s great? I know, Where right? there's no waiver needed besides. Yeah, just with, like one of your teachers from school could be like, you guys want to teach you how to water ski with your teeth? Yeah. And a bunch of students are like, hell yeah, we do. Yeah, what'd you do uh, What'd you do this weekend? Oh, my teacher dragged me around a lake by a boat. Yeah, he also uh, showed us how to use a potato cannon. This is Tennessee, man. This is how we rock. And he was like, have you ever seen Hustler? <laughs> Here's what it looks like on the inside. <laughs> Look, if you're going to drink beer, I'd rather you do it with me oh, than off on your own. <sighs> so all of these are delightful. No, these aren't like the mushrooms you have in a salad, but try it. <laughs> now get on that kneeboard. 
You're going to go into space, okay. but a different way. Okay. All of these sound great. All of these are yeah. a lot of fun. They're all fun. There's another one that's not on here that I really enjoy, which you might hate, which is the figure eight tube. Do you know the figure eight tube? This is one of the ones that's not like the skill-based ones where you're holding the rope, but rather the rope is attached to the vehicle itself, which yeah. is like the banana, usually an inflatable something yeah. and the tube. that you ride on. Tube's the the tube thing. is the same thing. We had a figure eight tube. Is that for two people? That is two people. And of course it was, okay, Mark, get in the figure eight with your brother. It's time for let's fight each other off of a boat. <laughs> and every time we would play like we were like a Bond villain and James Bond, like flying on the back of a boat. And it was, the game was just get the other one to fly off into the water. Did you ever make him fly off into the water? Uh, the most vivid one I, oh yeah, we, we went back and forth. Oh, went it. back and forth. And went back I and forth. I feel like the yeah. younger brother would constantly be tossed. Oh no, no. I've gotten him out a few times. The one I remember the best though was this is when we were a little older. Uh, and so it was our buddies driving the boat instead of the parents driving the boat. And he's going ahead of us. This, you can talk about riding your own wake. There, he's going, we're going, we're going. And then he, the guy driving, Omari, uh, my brother's friend, slams on, I guess not brakes, but, uh, takes the throttle off, throws it into reverse and spins around to where he's facing us. Oh, good. And Lord. then guns it. And drives past us. And as he drives past us, he waves because he knows and we know that that rope that is now slack is about to become taut. And the second it became taut, it sent both of us <laughs> 20 yards off of this tube. It was delightful and one of my favorite on the lake memories from growing up. All of that said, one of these feels Heads above the others. Have you ever thought about how many times in your life you could have become the story that people <laughs> who are about your age tell their children when they get older as a cautionary tale of like, you can go out with your friends, but if you get on the double yeah. figure eight tube, do not let him turn around because I know these two brothers yeah. who were tossed and are still in outer space because that's what their friends did. Up there with that knee border. Yeah. Do you want me to take you to the collection of candles and pictures by the tree? Because I'll do it. That's, I feel like candles like- and pictures by the tree is <laughs> such a sad, specific, horrifying yeah. image. How dare you? There are too many of those yeah. in Southern California. Way too many. That's true. One of these is heads above the others, mm-hmm. literally. Because. Because you can get on somebody's shoulders and do no, it? No, because if my choices are get pulled behind a boat in a tube on the water, skis on the water or a parachute in the sky oh yeah come on man the parasailing i've never done that but it is the one i'm most interested in doing yeah and i've i know i've already said i'm terrified of heights but i think that would be a really fun one i wanted to do it when when we were on the joko cruise did they have parasailing as one of the options they did and then i looked at the price and i went back and forth and decided that I, I could I could buy a boat for that. that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. A toy boat for my bathtub. I think it's parasailing. Parasailing's great. Well, here's the other good thing. Or is it is that too far? Are you not like in the water? Is it not a water experience it's in the same p- way? It's a person attached to a rope attached to a boat. That's the only act. Those are the only parameters. Parasailing. Yeah. The be- the best thing is for safety's sake. Mm-hmm. And I know there are plenty of parasailing accidents that did not end well. But in my brain, I go, well, if the line got detached. I'm parachuting. You're wearing, you're wearing a parachute. Yeah. yeah. I should be slowed in my descent. You're parachuting over water. 
Yeah. And it's great. To, you get these 360 views of everything. You don't have to. You need a certain amount of skill mm-hmm. and strength to water ski. Mm-hmm. Not too much. I know children can water ski as well. So it's not, you don't have to be super in shape to do it. But there is a lot of skill and coordination involved and uh, with a lot of these that you don't have with yeah. parasailing. You're strapped no. in and you all, your only job is to enjoy the view. Yeah. And you're flying. It's great. For a brief moment, you're flying. It's magical. It's, the, it's so little skill that didn't Bernie parasail in the movie Weekend at Bernie's? That's true. I think he parasailed. They did, he, they did send him parasailing. <laughs> in the second one, he was able to hunt down a treasure with an arrow through his head though. So <laughs> that might just be Bernie. I mean, we don't know that anybody That's can true. do that. All right. So then the answer is parasailing. Yeah. All right, Jeffy baby. Hey, how about it? Go parasail. Go parasail, Jeffy baby. Trent Ashcraft asks a very easy question. Okay. Of the former mayor of Main Street at Disneyland. Theme park or water park? Let me ask you this, Trent Ashcraft. Let me give you a binary choice in this. Would you rather ride the Haunted Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean or slip around in piss bleach? (laughs) Hold on a second. (laughs) This is true. The water is filthy. I mean, it is a milky water in that lazy river, not Oof. only from – who knows what's, who knows what's swimming around in there, but part of it is everybody's sunscreen is coming off in there. Yeah. So it is – there is a nastiness to it. However I, – I, sh- I shouldn't put it that poorly because I – honestly, I do really love peeing in the place. <laughs> I do really love water parks. Yeah, they're great. Well, and, and the other thing I wanted to point out is this is a summer clean slate. Yeah. So if it's – if you're in the dog days of summer, that late July, early August – and for me, it would be going to Wildwood or, or Ocean City, one of my favorite places to go in the mm-hmm. summer and walking on the boardwalk and it's really hot. And you go to, to the little water park that's there and you go down the flume, or not the flume, you go down the slides, get into the water. You could do like a wave pool, but it's, it's hot out. So that's a way to beat the heat. Yeah. At Disneyland, I would go in Haunted Mansion or Pirates to cool down, go to great moments with Mr. Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Those are great cool downs. But other than that, you know, in Splash Mountain, you don't have a lot of choices to stay cool on a That's hot true. summer day. And other theme parks as well. Like you sort of go for the log flume. I'm not saying that that makes it clear that it's water parks over theme parks, but just water parks are very specific seasonal. That's true. And I, 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 I joke, but I don't actually hate water parks. No. I enjoy them. Now, uh, as I'm older, it feels like I, now that I think about it more. Yeah. Uh, it feels the water feels a little gross, but I know that they filter the heck out of it. But um, still, the number of times it's still like, like when you get in the lazy river as a kid, you spend a minimal of that of time in the tube sitting. You, yeah. you probably have it under your right under your arms. Yeah, and then, and then you're walking in, out, in the you're, lazy like, river. Yeah. yeah, or you just have your arm on it, so you're mostly in the water, and it's getting in your mouth, and you're just spitting it out. Yeah, you're not even thinking about that. That it's like primordial soup too. <laughs> Who knows what? Which is the sequel to Primordial Soup. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows what new civilizations will be born? Gross. Out of those, out of the raging waters. Yeah. I mean, there could be, there could be a whole village of who's in each sip of, um, accidentally swallowed, uh, Typhoon Lagoon water. Yes. What's your favorite slide though? While we are talking about water parks, do you have a favorite water park slide? 
Yeah, I like the high slide, the tube, the tube you get in that twists and turns. The twisty one. Where you, where you have to climb up an impossible series of steps to get to. It's the one that's mm-hmm. visible, at least in the boardwalk. It is the, the one that is uh, ballying the tip, as they say in the, Ooh. they put those boardwalk shucksters. That's how you get to like, Hey, everybody, come over here, take a look at that. It's called ballying a tip or ballying an edge. That's how you, uh, that's, that's what's drawing your eye. Is right. This giant slide and you can hear the water rushing and like the, <laughs> Of children having a great time and you're like that sounds that's where i want to be yeah that's that's the one i like what about you i, I like the, i love that we had the twin twister in uh tennessee which was that it was two of them side by side i also love the straight down single shoot let's see how fast i can go when we have to like <laughs> cross your arms over your chest you do the points do you know how to, you got this is what i was taught by my uncle if you want to go real fast you try to adjust your body to where you only have three points touching, which is your two shoulder blades and one of your heels. So no. you like you like poke your shoulder blades out and and stack your feet. So you are three points and you you just shoot down this thing, oh, gosh. crazy fast. Man, now I'm uh It's still theme parks, yeah. Because also I feel like I age out of a water park in a way that I don't age out of a theme park. It would be weird if you and I went to a water park right now. Yeah. As two guys in their forties. Yeah. Just like, hey, kids, let us get, get out of the way. Yeah, come on. Get on this raft with me, Mark. <laughs> We're going in. Do you guys have a single rider line? <laughs> What's the weight capacity on this? <laughs> No, I just scooch to the front. There's an extra seat in that tube. <laughs> hey, guys. No running. <laughs> you know about Action Park, right? We talked about – I think uh, we talked yes. about it with Maureen. We have talked about Action Park. Have you? Did you ever go to Action Park? No. I knew about it, but I did not go. I was too young in its heyday. Just insanity. Yeah. I would have been, when it was really going strong, probably like 8, 9, 10, where – it was more of a teenager. I feel like it was more like teenagers mm-hmm. going. And it was far enough away in Jersey. We had other water parks nearby that we would go to. Mm-hmm. And we would be we would also head further into Pennsylvania. Yeah. Better, safer, realer yeah. water parks. Yeah. They were not uh homicidal mountain yeah. retreats. Oh my god. Yeah. The Willie's Wonderland of uh <laughs> there was a terrible uh the well not terrible there was a theme park in new jersey on the way to the to the south jersey shore on the way to like atlantic city mm-hmm. called storybook land mm-hmm. and it's all like old versions of rides and smaller versions of rides sure. and also homages directly to disney animated movies with plaster characters that didn't look quite enough sure like the like mikey just about, mouse yeah the story in the storybook was how they avoided lawsuits <laughs> Oh, I love places like that. We had one in Tennessee called Magic World in Gatlinburg and <laughs> Pigeon Forge. It's a whole world of fun at Magic World. And Magic World, I don't remember whether their mascot was like a full-on Mountain Dew hillbilly or a wizard or both. <laughs> I think their mascot was like a mountain wizard. Moonshine the Magnificent. <laughs> All right, there. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna take you. Turn you into a frog, boy. <laughs> Abracadabra. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we have time for one more in our first round? Wait, there, I have one more theme stuff. <laughs> in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, uh huh, which is Amish country. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Dutch Amish country. They had Dutch Wonderland. 
That was where we would go. I loved it there. All I ever wanted was the wand that had all the little fiber, the fiber optic light up things or mm-hmm. like a sword, like a oh, yeah. sword. But the commercial for Dutch Wonderland would end with this kid saying like, mom, when can we go? And then the mother going, tomorrow, honey. So my mother would say that all the time. Tomorrow, like that just honey? became wherever we were going. Like, hey, mm-hmm. when are we going? Tomorrow, honey. <laughs> so that the people in the Philadelphia area might know that one. Or if you're from the Lancaster area, Dutch Wonderland, still there. Also, let's another go to place, Dutch Wonderland. Like, there's a castle that you enter to go in. <laughs> oh, really? Mm-hmm. It's a little derivative. Mm. Can we go? When are we going? Tomorrow, honey. What's our next topic? I'm going to do one more. We got time for one more, right? Yes. Drew Davenport, the Davenporter, the Yahoo King of Mabimbam, mm. and personal friend has jumped into this thread. To ask, sandals or shoeless at the beach? Hmm. Now, it seems like the answer would be to go shoeless because that's the best way to enjoy right. the sand. However, on a hot day in the summer. When that sand gets – but the thing is, burns. if you're wearing sandals, especially flip-flops, that under. sand is still getting all up yeah. in your crevices, man. You got two shovels on your feet. Yeah, exactly. And they're just shoveling sand up onto your feet. But it's also draining back out. It is draining back out. I think that I want to get real technical Mm -hmm. on the wordage here. Mm -hmm. Sandals or shoeless at the beach, not on the beach. Because at the beach, to me, also includes whatever boardwalk there is at the particular beach you are at. Sure. And going shoeless on the Venice Beach boardwalk, well, uh, it's the tetanus trot. If you do that, right? <laughs> yes, it's a big mistake. Yeah. And if you go to like a traditional East Coast boardwalk, do you really want to take your shoes off to walk around on old wood? <laughs> right. The splinter stroll. Yeah. Is that the best? <laughs> yeah. Those are both rides from Dutch Wonderland. Hey, look at that. <laughs> Though I, I think that this must, this, this feels like it means on the sand. And for me, there's nothing more magical than walking on sand barefoot. Like that is. I mean, there are more magical things, I guess. That was the wrong way to put that. <laughs> you like did work a lamp, a lamp that gives you three wishes is more magical. <laughs> um, that wizard, that Tennessee wizard. That Tennessee wizard. Way more magical. Yeah. Abracadabra. Abracadabra. <laughs> <laughs> That's more magical. His name was Abner Cadabra. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it's also, it's, you know, when you want to be inspired and you want to have an inspirational poster on your wall, I think that more people reach for the footprints in the sand poem than the sandal prints in the sand poem. That's dumb. That's a dumb. That's my reason. That's a dumb reasoning. That's my reason. I was going to say when there was only one set of footprints, it's because the sand was so damn hot and I didn't have <laughs> shoes on that I was running at a, at a speed unseen since Bugs Bunny. So is that why there was that howl-shaped cloud? <laughs> yes. That's exactly the one that's in the – Yeah. That's, that's the noise it makes before I run. By the way, did you know that uh, Coyote runs twice as fast as a roadrunner? No. Yeah. That was all he had to do all along? I know. Was run? Yeah. My mom sent me that the other day. My wonderful sainted mother, who also one day called me to type or tell you the story. Let's maybe find out. I probably did. I may have told it on this show. Okay. I don't know. We've done so many episodes now. I'm going to start repeating. 
But these are considered a rerun. My mom watches a lot of cop and procedural shows and things like that. And my mom uh, texted me one day to tell me, just uh, in case I didn't know, that bananas have a lot of potassium and potassium in an overdose can kill you. But all of the potassium absorption that happens in the body is okay because it happens in the early stages of your digestive tract. But technically, you know, the banana has enough potassium in it to kill you. And I said, Mom, I'm going to stop you right there. Did you text me just to tell me that you realized that somebody could poison a person by putting a banana up their ass? (laughs) (laughs) And my mom's response was, I use that word because my mom's response was, well, they're bottom, but yes. <laughs> and I thought this is why my mom is the best because she thinks things like this and then goes, I should text my son just to let him know in case anybody ever tries to put a banana in his butt. Is she planning something? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who she's going to murder and why she bought all of these bananas. Remember that scene in The Professional? <laughs> When he takes the banana and is looking through a vent just waiting for the sleeping guy to roll over onto his stomach. (laughs) And then lowering it through the air vent on a string. Look, man, we've known for years that banana in the tailpipe was a great prank. But I don't think that's what it means. How did we get off topic like that? I think it's shoeless at the beach. uh, I'll go with it because you just run fast and then you go to the water. Yeah. But it is painful. On the way back, at a certain point, like I'll take my sandals off. At a certain point, I drop them and get on them just because the pain yeah. is too Yeah, much. my point – mine is when I get to where the sand ends. Like – The water? You get No, no, no. The other direction. Oh. Like I take I, – I will go barefoot until the sand ends and I'm back on either a boardwalk or a pathway or – Right. But I mean like the sand gets really hot. Mm-hmm. So it can be torture. If you – like real hot sand and, and walking on it, yeah. it hurts. You will burn your feet. Like, in a way that the water will let you know your feet are burned. Yeah. As it washes over them. That's you all I'm saying. You think it's wear your sandals, though? I'm the saying that at a certain point, I will drop them. It depends on what the, if it's the beach, man. The it's sand. sand. The only thing more magical is, uh, Abner Kadaber. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, I'm agreeing with you that it's shoeless. I'm saying that in the right conditions, I will drop my sandals at some point and put them on. Look, under the right conditions, I'll drop anything. <laughs> 20 bucks is 20 bucks. We have so many more topics. You know what we should do? Let's do another episode and drop it next week. Part two, baby. This is amazing. I'm so happy to be back with you here, Hal. Yes, this is wonderful. This is awesome. These topics are all closed, but there are many more topics to discuss. So reach out to us on Twitter or listen to this show next week or (laughs) email us at we got this podcast at gmail.com or visit our Facebook group. That's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast. Share your favorite summer memories, past, present and future. Share your future memories. Abner Cadaver looking in your brain <laughs> and find your future. <laughs> Thank you to producer Ken Plume, researcher Kay McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thanks, of course, to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you, the people of the world, for giving Hal and I a chance to see each other in person. You did it. talk about summertime. You did it, people of the world. Thank you, thank you, thank you. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We We got got this. this. We got this. Summer clean slate. And summer not. (laughs) So dumb. (laughs) Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.